Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Bio Breakthroughs podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is Sandra Von Meyer, the Head of Business Development and Licensing at Debbie O'Farm. How are you today? <laughs> Thanks, Jared. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to speak today about Debbie O'Farm and um, what is special about our company. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on. Let's let's kick things off. Tell the audience about your background, and then we'll go into an overview of the company. Yes, great. So, you know, I just... I'm just with the company since a year, and it was really exciting journey to get there. I started off in biotech some years ago, and then actually went to big pharma companies like Merck and Bio. I did a lot of transactions, and I really, you know, focused on oncology and love to do these exciting in-licensing and out-licensing partnerships between biotech and pharma companies. So I got a lot of experience and then actually one day, guess what? I did a deal with Debio Farm on an in-licensing. So from, from the Merck side oncology team, I was responsible for bringing in their super exciting phase three assets into Merck. <clears throat> and that was clear that I then knew the company. So it wasn't a surprise that some years later we came together and I actually decided to take on the head of business development role. Wow, that's that's an interesting story about like the path that that brought you to the company. Um, you know, wh- what was what were some of the things that really? I mean, you gave us kind of part of what led you there, but what what really continued to say like this is a company I want to be at? I really love what they're doing. Uh, was there anything else in the decision making process that's like I want to go to this company? Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at the present where we are, you know, where the markets are very tough. You have a lot of biotech companies struggling. Then you have a lot of pharma looking what they want to do. And um, when I did the transaction with Debio Pharma, I actually realized that they are right in the middle between these two companies. So basically what the company, what we are doing is bridging the gap between biotech and pharma companies in mainly with a focus on the oncology. So we can really enter into the next level of development. And that is really, which I found a very interesting business model, which is very unique in the world, I think, and which clearly has the best of both sides, if I can call it like that. And, and let's continue on that. Give, give the audience, um, you probably have to go far now for people not to know uh, what W Farms, you know, at least the core, right? But but give us a, a continued general overview of the company, where things are at today. Yeah, so when you look on the web page, you will see that's a lot of um, different products in the pipeline, but that is basically our business model. We are there and bringing in mainly um, assets before the clinic into the, the company because our expertise is mainly in development, clinical development, preclinical development, but also we have a lot of experience in manufacturing. So for all these early stage biotechs who usually mainly have discovery functions, we are then the company to go for with the assets because we can add um, the next level of value to these products. And then also because of um, you know my background and also of the company business model, we are later looking uh, for good pharma or um, global commercialization product uh, partners to outlicense then these products. And if you look at the pipeline, you will see it's um, agnostic from modalities. So we have all lots of um, different um, assets, which we just found have very interesting signs. That is our selection criteria. We are really going by the signs. So you see we have um, ADCs, 
which are very much in fashion these days. We also have reformulation products because we have an heritage in formulation from Turk to Lean, which we market, which we brought to the market. Um, but we also are, are invested in radio pharmaceuticals as we have a product which just entered a phase one trial. And clearly, you know, we have a lot of small molecule expertise and we already uh, just announced recently that we have a V1 inhibitor, um, which were also started a two phase uh, one trials in, in, in small cell lung cancer and, and GBM. And talk me through a little bit. I know you mentioned part of it in your, in your overview, uh, W Farms approach to drug development. And then specifically, if you can highlight, you know, how, how you're working with startups to enhance innovation and kind of expedite those clinical trials timelines. Yeah. So um, we are really out um, where you can meet us live in all the partnering conferences. So we just came back from bio. Um, we have a very broad search and evaluation team. And um, that is really attending nearly every conference. So there's a lot of touch points. Um, you can also connect uh, uh, to us via, via the web page or also via email. But basically our search focus is for innovation and mainly on oncology. So once um, you know we um, make a decision on in-licensing of a project, we are basically finalizing the package um, to bring it really into the first clinical phase one trial. That is, that is a critical step because um, you need a lot of experience how to find IND and how to complete the package. And they are here really at Devio Farm. We have a success, for it, success story for this. And for some products, we even bring them longer into clinical trials. What is special here, and I have maybe have not mentioned it in the beginning, that we are privately owned. That means we have a different um, attitude toward timelines and also towards exit. We are not dependent on the stock market and on having fast returns. So we can bring in these projects, which might be a little bit too risky for pharma to in-license, and then bring them to the next um, level of risk and also data to make them more mature in terms of clinical data. But also sometimes we also can help these companies or the assets to bring it into a better formulation. And I'm, I'm super glad that we have you on the, the podcast here today, Sandra, because, you know, a, a big topic of discussion is always uh, patient quality in, in, in drug development. So how, how can we, or like, let's, let's give some advice to companies today and, and what you're doing at WO Farm. How can we improve the quality, uh, uh, the patient quality of life uh, as it relates to drug development? Yeah. I mean, there are different topics there. One thing is, um, you know, there are many patients out there which are still heavily undertreated because um, not many companies develop in all indications. So for example, for GBM, glioblastoma is a very severe disease and there are not many treatment options out. We have started just a phase one trial in this area. So we really trying to make an effort to bring novel innovation to these patients. And I just spoke about oncology, but another part where we are, um, you know, pursuing is really into um, developing novel antibiotics uh, to fight um, antibiotic drug resistance. And that is something, you know, um, which is really, which will be a challenge for the world. Uh, we, we see this coming and not many companies are pursuing, but we are a little bit pursuing the future here. And this is really a part 
which is very specific to us, where we can have the, 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 the long range view because this will not return into fast return of investment. This is more, you know, really for the patient quality. This is poor patient quality. Well, what we bring in, and, and, and if you look at the current stock market, um, we fear that many innovations will not make it to patients because the biotech companies will run out of money. So um, we cannot, you know, clearly take on all programs, but on some of the promising programs, we can basically fund them and then either the company pursues them or we pursue them internally at Debio Farm so that these innovations don't get lost for patients. And, you know, it's your, your industry, your space is so interesting, right? Because we're, we're at an interesting time in, in the world today. Uh, as it looks, you know, we're facing a global drug shortage. Um, and I, I would really love for you to talk about how W Farm bridges that gap between, you know, the disruptive research that you're doing, but also, you know, creating these real world applications that, uh, make sure that the patients are receiving the, the life-changing drugs that they need. Yeah. And there, um, there's a very simple example coming back to the antibiotics. We know these days that there's one side in Europe only, which is still manufacturing. And there are hardly very few companies who are still developing. So I see a, a drug shortage there coming very soon and we already have experienced it. So on that side, um, you know, we are really pursuing this and, and, and we have several research programs uh, ongoing and clearly they're also depending on, on government funding. So we're working together with, with the government in the US, but also in Europe, you know, to, to achieve grants to bring these uh, products to patients one day. Um, Why securing partnerships for our antibiotics portfolio that will also um, give these companies some arguments why they need to keep certain plants where these will be manufactured. And what I did not speak so much about, but what we also have, um, we, are, we have our own manufacturing in, in Martini. This is um, the site where we have also over 200 scientists and there we are working on novel formulations um, of products, but we are also clearly uh, making sure that some essential um, products uh, reach the patients for which we are responsible um, for worldwide supply. Like tryptorelin, uh, not many people know, but we are basically responsible for the worldwide supply. And I can tell you during the COVID phase, uh, we were one of the few suppliers who could supply because in Switzerland, the supply chain was not interrupted in, in DBO Farm. Thank you for all that you're doing uh, on that front and, and, and uh, in other areas as well, by the way. Um, Last question I have for you, Sandra, as we wrap things up, and I hope we can have you come back on because you've provided some great insights uh, across the board here today. What's next for the future of biopharma? Yeah, this is something, you know, we are basically thinking about as well, because we always have to anticipate the patient needs for the future. So we came back from ESCO and bio, and clearly we saw all the development in radio pharmaceuticals and ADCs where we already invested, but clearly we are thinking beyond what is really coming in 10 years. And I think there was a big, big learning um, during the COVID phase um, by developing this mRNA vaccines, something which really was speeded up through development of, of this vaccine. 
And um, we also anticipate that there will be more developments going into cancer vaccines. And that would be actually, you know, the best of the world if we could vaccinate patients against cancer or at least give them a vaccine to enhance the immune response so that they can respond. And I cannot, there are no official data here, but I think um, there were also some patient reports that basically patients through vaccination, actually through the COVID vaccine, did better in the end. And it all has to do with the immune system. So we have to understand better the immune system. We have to be better in producing these vaccines to understand more RNA therapeutics. And that is, could be also uh, an area where we can explore more because, again, as I said, we have we are not afraid in investing into disruptive science. Vaccine development is long, but we are also don't need a fast return of investment. And third, we have manufacturing on the ground, so we can actually also support companies in manufacturing um, these novel, um, you know, vaccines products based on mRNA technology, for example. Well, oh, sorry, you're going to say something else? Yeah, and I forgot one part. Um, actually, I have to, to bring up front. I mean, I, I just spoke about our development organization, but clearly we also have uh, our investment fund. And this is a big part where we are very visible these days. And this is also what what is next in the future of biopharma, because we are investing already directly into um, AI, because for patients' outcome, it is so crucial to have these parameters assessed so we can use AI to select the right patient for the right clinical trial. And that will make it much more better for everyone, cost effective for the development, shorter timelines, higher chances of responses by basically analyzing the tumor, the images, and basically biomarkers to really bring the right patient into these trials. And this is an effort which we um, leverage already in our development, and that will become more and more important for, for, for all companies. But this will be a big step forward for having more successful clinical readouts. Yeah, it'll be great to see how that continues to evolve. Um... You have to go pretty far nowadays to not run into someone that has at least experimented with AI or is trying some uh, different things with it. Uh, it is pretty incredible what it's able to do, especially when you feed it the right information, right? Um, so if we can uh, have continuously more accurate studies, the right people will reduce complications also in those patients going through those studies, right, as a result. It's really interesting uh, how this will continue to evolve. I'm glad you mentioned it too before we wrapped up there because that's some that that is definitely part of the future of biopharma. You know, anything else you want to learn about Deviopharma? We didn't have too much time, so I would um, you know recommend everyone just uh, connect with us because again, it is a very special business model. We are very fortunate because we can really do where the science leads us to. We don't have uh, huge restraints. Clearly, everyone wants to be successful. Our success is really bringing innovative medicines to, to patients, um, but we are open to disruptive um, novel technologies, and, and that is where we are. This is really where we want to move forward and have an impact on patients' health in the long term.
I love it. Uh, Sandra, I want to thank you again so much for joining me on the Bio Breakthroughs podcast. Hopefully we can have you come on again in the future and we can dive into some more topics, but really appreciate you giving us an overview of uh, the company here today. It was a pleasure, Jared, and let me know if I can help. We are there for patients and for our partners to, to make an impact. That is really our mission. Thank <laughs> you.